There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season five of The Magicians. Arm Flail, it's back! Yes. <laughs> oh my god, so it happy it's back. forever. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, so glad to have The Magicians back. Oh, yes. All right, so you have some news today. Yeah, we. I went digging for some casting news, and... Like we normally have on the first episode of the season and nothing. What? So, uh, yeah, not anything. And it's like, okay, Ooh, interesting. They're going to hide everything. Yeah. But I did come across this little nugget thanks to Den of Geek. Speaking to the Hollywood Reporter regarding Ralph's future on the show, Showrunner Sarah Gamble emphasized that Ralph would not be returning as a series regular and that Quentin is dead. So you insert a thought there and go, hmm, if he's not going to be a series regular, she didn't say he wasn't going to be on the series ever again, which perhaps means there's a possibility of his return in the form of a recurring or guest role. She goes on to say, it's not that Quentin's story is done on the magicians, said Gamble. It is that Jason Ralph is no longer a series regular on the show, and Quentin Coldwater is dead on the show, and the story moving forward is about the aftermath of that. Jason has left the show, and Quentin is dead, and a lot of season five is about what happens next, Just as when somebody dies in our lives, the next season of our life is about what happens. So, to me, that sounds like we will be seeing Quentin again before this series is over. I am actually really happy and a little sad all at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) The door is open for a return, but it may not be this season, but... At the end of this episode, I, exactly because with this episode, I'm like, oh, are they already going to be like, all right, let's kind of uh, walk that in here and be like, haha, we told you. <laughs> and I could see those two doing something like that, right? Oh yeah, tell him he's gone, he's not coming back, and we lied. Sure enough, in episode two, bam, there he is. Yeah, after <laughs> I bawled last, yeah, at the end of last season. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you guys would do this to me. Just throw some salt on the wound. It hasn't (laughs) healed yet. No. All right, let's jump into episode one, Do Something Crazy. Penny and Julia go stargazing, and Elliot and Margo forget a sandwich. They're killing me. (laughs) Yes. I mean, come on, Uh sci-fi. You've got to give us more than that on a press release. Come on. (laughs) 
got basically the whole gang because yeah. we have our we're going to start with our Katie, the head witch with a severed arm, shows up to her house and is like, "Yeah, we were trying to get the reads mark off because the library isn't helping us." So my friend tried the spell and blew my arm off, and I still yeah. can't cast. I love that he's like, I'm holding my arm in my hand, but I still can't do magic. Yeah. But you're holding your arm in your hand. <laughs> Dude. I love it. Katie's like, all right, I can fix this, but there might be some vomit. And the guy, well, how much vomit? Really? Would you rather not have your arm? Right. <laughs> you can vomit for 24 hours and I'd rather have my arm. Thank you. Yeah. So Katie gets him a bucket and tells Pete, hey, hold the arm in place. So it almost sounds like she was fixing like a broken nose or something when it attaches. Right. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, off screen. This right. one, I know what yes. he did. I didn't need to see <laughs> it. See it. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently, I'm hoping they had him clean it up and. Katie and Pete didn't have to, but... I, right. But, hey, um, the library isn't helping us out. Maybe we do need to figure out a way to help ourselves. Yeah. I know a guy. That always ends well. Yeah. So, they go to talk to said guy, and he is a librarian, who apparently doesn't give two craps because the library's falling apart. Yeah. Giving information for money to whoever comes to me. I don't know why i was surprised that it was a librarian oh yeah it was the the a-hole from uh last season that's what i thought but i wasn't 100 percent. yep it was Ugh, that guy but they get information about a book depository and katie's looking at a picture and looking at a space that should have a building but doesn't okay was it demolished is there a magic spell what's going on but they head over look at the area Pete's talking to the vendors, who's like, there's never been a building here, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and, I've been working this corner for eight years. Which was interesting. It's like, oh, okay. And Katie uses a piece of that magic glass. She's like, well, there used to be wards here. You can see that. Right. So there was obviously something here, but apparently somebody stole an entire building. Yeah. And I love <laughs> no. it. Because Pete's like, that would take Gandalf-type powers. Wait, he was a wizard, right? <laughs> should you know before you start yes these, like analogies come on so katie's like all right well it looks like we have some competition they stole a building right might that's be a not good bit more than just some yes. competition <laughs> i'm thinking so this might not turn out well for the hedges this worries me yes big surprise everything's worrying me with this <laughs> mess all right penny and Julia. Now, it's Penny 23. I don't know if we need to state that every time now, because he's kind of the only Penny that we're going to have for a while. It looks that way, so yeah, I guess we can stop calling him Penny 23. Yeah. Unless <laughs> something pops up, but well, we'll see when that happens. But we see Julia standing in front of her bedroom mirror and closet, and she's thinking about Quentin, and she's going through various things to wear. And finally... Penny knocks on the door and comes in. He's like, hey, oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, damn. Right. As Julia sees the way Penny's dressed, she's like, you told me to dress up. And he's like, no, I told you to get ready. 
<laughs> she's like that implies yeah a date yes something nice not just like hey throw on some sweatpants she's like all right i'm obviously overdressed and he's like okay where's your coat and she's like it's like 80 degrees what are you talking about oh not where we're going i'm like again you forgot he's a traveler you could be going anywhere yeah so he hands her his coat and off they go they're at the other side of the world and penny has a friend who penny has a lot of friends yeah he sure does some of them that we sketchy. know nothing about right some of them are kind of sketchy this one not so sketchy but he loves to make art but he uses meteorites and we got a really impressive show until all of a sudden there's a surge and some of the me- meteorites come crashing down and thankfully penny gets them out of there in just the nick of time yeah and this unfortunately is where we see some of the pain bubbling up with julia Oh, absolutely. She's like, I didn't get my magic back until Quentin died, and I want to do good. I want to honor him. The pain from him dying and leaving this giant hole in my life is why I have any kind of magic. And he's like, it's only been a month. You can do whatever. You can calm down and have a moment. And she's like, you don't understand. And I'm kind of feeling like he does understand, but in a different way. Oh, yeah, because he lost her. Right. And not just that, he had to be the one because he talked to himself and he knew something was coming. And he had to be the one that basically couldn't say anything. Yes. And took her from that moment. Yes. So, hello, there's a lot that's on his head, too. Yes, there is. And I understand He's not going to be saying anything because he knows Julia is really broken up. Right. But it's still hard. You'd be good to pass. Yes, it is. And, of course, as the discussion is happening, we have somebody listening in who apparently <laughs> didn't mean to be there as he breaks it. Just let himself in. <laughs> Dean Fogg. Hey. And I love it. He's like, ah, hi. Yes, didn't mean to interrupt that moment, but sorry about the whiskey. It's like, Okay. And he proceeds to tell them, well, there's been a surge of magic, which means more people have discovered their magical abilities, including some of the lesser known talents. And he's like, so I'm going to need some help. And I love it. Julia's like, are you going to try to get me to come back? And he's like, no, I need Penny. And she looked kind of like, oh, oh. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why would you need Penny? Well, there's a damn good reason for it. And... When they're back at the school, they go into a room and it's like, there's what, five kids? Yeah, five or six. He's like, they're all travelers. Yeah, you gotta help me out here because you're the only one on Earth. You're the only traveler that we know how to get a hold of. And he's like, whoa, woo, hold on, pump the brakes. I don't want to be responsible for anyone's life. Yep. And Fog, I love it. He's like, no, no, no. This is a contract that will like, indemnify you from any possible issues if any of them die so just sign off and he's like oh uh-huh okay so they die i'm cool all right i guess i'll sign that boy penny maybe you should have read it yeah just a little bit but i love it because we have fog complaining that there's so many people and it's just as bad as a state college i'm like <laughs> damn i went to a state college <laughs> Well, you looked at what he had to go through to get to the, you know, through the campus and you go, we've never seen that many people. Right. You do good to see two or three. 
And there were hundreds all over the place. I thought it was interesting, though. I mean, having that many students and being able to teach them, I think that would be good. And maybe having that many people, I don't know, be able to control the ma- their magic might help. Mm, that's a possibility. But so Of course, he did mention that there were security issues as well. Yeah, since somebody stole the living clay. Great. Yeah. Somebody got to make a golem. Yeah. Another one? Like a Margo one? Yeah. But I love it when he drops Penny off the room. He's like, yeah, good luck. Bye. It just dawned on me. Never mind. I'll... <laughs> we know who stole that clay. We do? Yes, we do. Who stole the clay? I have no idea. The last scene? I got nothing. <laughs> Why am I blanking? I'm going to have to go back and watch. No. Alice. Sorry for the side trip. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, oh! Oh! Ding, 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 ding. Interesting. I would... Okay, maybe. Yeah, it just hit me. It just hit me. Hmm. Well, you guys all have to tell us if you think we're right. Right. Sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to Penny. Penny talking to the class, and basically, he's like, hey, who's hearing voices? Great. Get some wards. They'll block the voices and uh, get you some anti-traveling runes tattooed on you and you can stay your butt here because otherwise you're going to wake up in a volcano so it's basically all the bad crap that he was told right and i'm telling you like he was so abrupt with all of it yeah you know best case you're a taxi service for your friends worst case you wake up dead it's like okay (laughs) calm down yeah it was exactly what he got told or our penny got told yes and just the fact that he was so angry about it. The students are like, are you going to teach us anything? Yeah. Actually, there was one. One super attitude guy, which really reminds me of Penny from the books. Right. So I wonder how that's going to play out. But Penny just like travels out of the class and they all looked a little surprised. Like, oh, oh, okay. I guess this is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty much thinking, all right, well, I probably scared them enough and wipe my hands clean of that one but no no never that easy Penny. (laughs) you should know better than that because you didn't read the damn fine print (laughs) and apparently none of the pennies ever read the fine print right (laughs) because that wasn't an amnesty clause that was a contract for the school yeah you can run you can hide but our lawyers will find you can you get out of it probably but not before my lawyers just run you into the ground. So eventually Penny does return to class, I'm assuming, the next day. I'm, sh- right. I'm sure they're not sitting there that whole time. No. And he's like, all right, I told you the bad stuff. Now, if you're still interested, there are some good things. Who wants to see? And of course, they're all like, yeah. So they jump up, grab his hands, which I'm kind of shocked he didn't decide to get those, like, was it the traveling runes that Josh had with his friends? I think it was Josh. Right. Yeah. But nonetheless... He takes them to their fa- his favorite spot, which the one smart-ass guy is like, great, you took us by rocks. He's like, yeah, why don't yeah. you look up, <laughs> smart-ass? And it's not even on this planet. No. Because we see a giant ringed planet and at least one moon in the sky. Right. And they realize, holy crap, I'm on a different planet. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll let you enjoy the view. And as they're kind of checking everything out, one of the female students finds him like, you were talking about voices. He's like, yeah, you hear them? She's like, yeah, but there's like a signal I hear. And she's trying to explain it, but she can't. 
So Penny's like, listen, close your eyes. I'll take down my wards. I'll try to figure out what you're hearing and see what we can do. And he kind of got blasted. Oh, big time. And I love how he takes on his wards, like unzipping. Yeah. <laughs> like his forehead. And he tries to put him back up, but it doesn't work. And he kind of gets knocked out where I don't know where he went because he doesn't say. Right. But yeah, he vanishes and then pops back in on the ground. Right. And she's like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know. That's not normal. Which makes me wonder if it has something to do, like they've been talking, with the abundance of magic. Or yep. if it's something with Fillory being out of whack. Which brings That us, could be it, too. Which brings us to Margot and Elliot. And they're sitting at the base of the tree, wondering what the heck their next move is. And it's like, well... We don't know if we can go back because Fillory is 300 years ahead of Earth. Josh and Fenn have probably been long dead. And the kingdom's now ruled by a dark king who apparently believes in very tight security and very goofy names. Dark king? Really? I have no. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that, Elliot. All right, Elle. Well, as you're sitting drinking, which, again, love it, a group of pheasants come up and they're they're like, hey, all happy and giddy and drinking from various drinking horns. And one girl comes up and she's like, oh, you must be High King Margo and High King Elliot. And they're like, what the hell? <laughs> and she's like, guess who I am? I'm like, all right, I guess you're drunk is what I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, um, was it Queen Fen? Or did she say King Fen? No, it was High King, High King. and the Tolus. The Tolus. What? I did not know what she said. That's why I'm like, what? It's one of those <laughs> things where the story gets just weirder and weirder as you go. Yeah. But it turns out that we're going to be celebrating the great unshackling today. And hey, there's only one place to celebrate inside Castle Whitespire. It's like, oh, well, hey, that's exactly where we wanted to go. Bonus. And I love it. Marco's like, it can't be that easy, right? Yeah. But in they go and they get to watch a play. And that was just... So sad. Yes. But, I mean, think about it. This is being passed on, passed on, passed on. So you know the story is going to change and be goofy and just yes, kind of the story of... is always told by the victors. Right. And changed repeatedly. Yeah. So we find out what happened. That the Takers had invaded Fillory and it took the Dark Prince to drive them out. And afterwards, Fen was hung and Josh was beheaded for not doing anything. Right. Margot and Elliot were not ready for that. No. And Margot's like, oh, wait, you know what? I remember that at the center of Fillory, there's a clock dwarf, and he might be able to turn back time. And I love it. He's like, what? She's like, Jesus, El, read the books. I love that because they all thought Quentin was the biggest nerd. Yeah. And then, Margo's right there with him. Right. And well, now they're like, oh, I guess we probably should all read the books and know what's what. Yeah. So, hey, Elliot finds out that Margo at one point had kind of gotten bored and started her search for the dwarf and have everything tunneled down to him. So there's a wall that seemed to be all blocked off, and Margo just blasts through it. I guess nobody hears that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, the celebration's going on. So everybody's drunk, too. Everybody's drunk, so they wouldn't. Hear a loud boom, they just go, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then it's like, oh, wow, that's a long way down. And I'm thinking, that's a lot of stairs. And instead, it's not a stair. No. Apparently, it's a slide, because it's like, we have to slide down? It's a long way. So they make their way down, 
And both of them are complaining that their butts are on fire from the slide and may have lost them skin. Hello, Marco's in a dress. Yeah. It's like, come on, Elle, you, you got pants on at least. Yeah. But hey, the dwarf isn't exactly a dwarf that we're thinking, but he's just an old guy. I love it because they're like, oh, on our planet, dwarves are very small. He's like, why? Is everything very big? <laughs> Perfectly could come back. Right. And uh, he's like, any chance that you've brought any questing supplies, such as bread, and ham, assorted condiments? <laughs> oh, so you want a ham sandwich? Yeah. And Elliot's like, that's what you want. He's like, do you have one? He's like, well, no. He's like, well, that sucks. It's like, yeah, all I got is these magic mushrooms, mushrooms <laughs> that keep me drugged up all the time. And he says that and then explains, oh, yeah, I can't change the clock the gears weren't meant to go backwards who knows what'll happen but i can go forwards what the hell do i want to go forwards for yeah what the <laughs> hell you want to go back 300 years yeah like you're not very helpful no but I really he was not that they would have like thrown a sandwich down or something because i kind of feel bad for the poor guy i think we'll see him again and yes there will be a sandwich <laughs> but hey margo and elliot get to slide backwards up and apparently it's not as bad as going down. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. You have this yeah. moment with Margot and Elliot where it's not as raw as when she was talking about if she starts crying, she'll never stop when she thought she lost Elliot. Right. But she's like, how are you just building this wall and acting like everything's okay? Because it's not. We lost Q. Yeah. And you lost him when he was saving you you know that moment where you you weren't sure if he would have come through and come out of it himself right or if it was only for that moment and i think that's probably weighing on elliot a lot oh absolutely it is and he's doing the only thing he can do to deal with that kind of grief is to stay stimulated yeah nice and drunk yeah but she's pissed, and she's like, you know what? If you're going to be this jackass, I need a minute. And she storms off, and where she sits down, a guard finds her, and she, he's like, what's he say about her being banished, like banished scum or something? But I'm like, hello, right. if she's cosplaying as Margot, right. maybe so, it wasn't real. Yes, but she still shouldn't have been in the castle at night. Uh, apparently. And yes. she gets knocked the hell out. It's like, wow, didn't even give her a second, did you? No. And when she wakes up, she finds herself in a prison cell, yelling for help, and apparently nobody can hear her. Right. Which, I'm like, okay, is it worded against magic? Why aren't you just blowing yourself out of there? Right. That's what I was thinking, too. But, and she didn't even try, no. so it was like... But there's a bolt of lightning suddenly, and she turns, and Josh is sitting on the other bed. And I'm like, hold on. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, we get to see... Josh's last night, which we know Elliot is definitely going through some major stuff trying to deal with what happened to Quentin. But this just is almost just as bad for Margot. Oh, my gosh. I just feel like this is going to break her if she doesn't get out of there soon. Right. Because you see Josh wishing that Margot is safe and he doesn't want to die and he hopes she's okay and kind of back and forth. And at first she's like, oh, great. It's the cell is haunted, but when she hears this and he goes and lays on the bed, 
He's like, I, I miss you. I wish you were here, but obviously not in there. Uh, right. She goes and lays on the bed with him and puts her arm around him and goes to kiss him because she's like, I'm here. I'm here. And then another lightning flash and he's gone. And so Margo grabs the blanket and smells it. I'm thinking 300 years. <laughs> but that was like yeah. really heartbreaking. Yes, it was. I'm like, is this like Fillory trying to show her what happened? Or is it really just it's haunted? <laughs> like the soul is haunted. Yeah. Because if it re- repeats like a lot, she's right. not going to make it. Right. Like thinking, I hope this isn't some weird Dark King magic crap. Right. Which it very well could be. Better not be. Yeah. All right. I hope she makes it out. Obviously, Elliot's out there somewhere. We we hope he's looking for her. Right. Let's go to... And staying away from the guards. Yeah, but he wasn't banished, so he doesn't have marks. True. So hopefully things will just work out and he can play off that he was just drunk. Yeah. Let's Passed out. go to Julia, who is also not super happy this episode, but... No. We see her walk into the kitchen and see Sir Hargrave McGuinevere. Wait, what is it? I have so McGovney. McGovney Cummings, Archibald, Brian, Effington, the third. What? It's a pig, yeah. dude, in the yeah. kitchen. And he's raiding the fridge. I'm like, what? Did they all automatically come from Villery and go to the fridge? Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> he is so sorry to startle her. He's come <laughs> such a long way. And she's like, oh, my God, this is great. I've so haven't been myself. And, you know, a quest is just what I need. You're here to stow a quest, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, maybe you can help me. I'm looking for Quentin. And she's like, yeah, about that. He's dead. And he's like, oh, no. And he looked all upset. And he's like, well, maybe I can find somebody else. And she's like, I was a goddess. And he's like, you are quite fair. It's like. Yeah, Even though he, he was away. not listening to a single word she said. Right, and then when she he goes was off, definitely being pig-headed. <laughs> when she goes off about because I don't have a pork loin, like she was <laughs> like seriously, you really need to be have a male. The world is going to crap. Apparently, there's an apocalypse, and you're worried that I don't have a penis. Yeah, and when she tells Pig. Penny. <laughs> Well, before, he's like, oh, you're being a bit hysterical. I have heard that (laughs) pelvic massage may help with that. And I thought she was going to lose it. I don't know how she was able to keep her face straight. No. Like, what? Okay. Get out. Now. But when she tells Penny, he's like, well, so everything's going to shit. What are you going to do? What do you want to do? Right. And I love it because it took her like a beat. Yep. And it's like, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go on this quest. I'm going to save the world just to spite that pig. <laughs> yep. I'm like, all right, Julia. All right. About time. So she is going to do something crazy herself. But. Yes, she is. We have somebody else doing something crazy. And. Oh, yeah. Now that you sprinkled that in from earlier, <laughs> I would have never thought that. But. Right. I, I, I don't know why. It didn't click with me until you. it came out of your mouth, and then I went, oh, I could have had a V8. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alice is not doing so great. No. I don't know who's worse, her or Elliot. Yeah, because Alice at least is showing everything. Right, yeah. But Alice's mom wakes her up in the afternoon. Yes. <laughs> she needs help. It's an emergency. 
to pick a certain flower because she can't control her magic. She wants to make sure she wins a prize. And she's like, this is an emergency. This is not no. what the hell. Because <laughs> she's still really upset, obviously. And, I mean, we got to see past Q and Alice back together when they switched bodies, when Q went back in time and his past right. went forward. And I think Alice really realized a whole lot in that moment. Oh, absolutely she did. And, you know, knowing that it's really over and everything went to shit. Oh, yeah. But she doesn't have a way to fix it now because Q's dead. Right. And I think that's if she can't find something that's going to really mess her up. But we have Julia come and she's like, what if we have a seance to talk to him? And she's like, that's crazy. You're, that's, you know, wild magic. Things could really go to shit. Yeah. And uh, that's a door I don't think you want to open. Right. And Julia's like, you know what? I think you need this. And gives her Quentin's book. I think it was, was it the first Fillory book? And she's like, there's notes in the, in the book and in the margins and everywhere. And she's like, oh, he was such a nerd. It's like, and that's yeah. why you loved him. That's right. <sighs> that was a little hard because she's just holding on to it and almost like white knuckling that book. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you gave it to me. You can't take it away now. That's right. She's got something of Quentin's now. And just kind of the back and forth with with those two. And just knowing that they're both in such pain, but trying to deal with it differently. And I know Julia wants to bring Alice out of this dark hole that she's in. Oh, absolutely. So I'm hoping that they're able to work together soon. But we get Phyllis from the library. I'm so glad she's back. Yay. Yes. Showing up to talk to Alice because, oh, I'm so glad you got a hold of me. And she's like, yeah, your letter for me to help was the least annoying. (laughs) So I need to do something. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be just an afternoon. There's a ward that I can't remove because it was a certain discipline. Right. And I loved it because Alice is like, yeah, yeah, let me help you. We'll go to the library. And I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, this doesn't seem like a good idea. No. Very evil thoughts alice all of a sudden (laughs) and as they're there alice sees the library is just in shambles and phyllis is like oh yeah everything's kind of gone to shit zelda ran away we lost contact with the underworld Eh, things are bad and alice is like well is there a new head librarian and she's like uh probably but not me i just work here i'm just doing my job yeah and she's so if it's not zelda and it isn't the guy that we saw in New York City, then who could it be? I thought... The other security guy? No, see, I thought that they had put some kind of stipulation that Alice would be the, the head librarian, and she just doesn't know yet. Oh, yeah, I don't that remember. could be. Right, that's right. So, maybe. But Alice is like, well, if you're going to watch me, I need a drink. And, of course, Phyllis is like, oh, okay. Get some drink. They're both drinking. Phyllis gets just wasted. It's like, Damn, you really can't hold your alcohol. And all of a sudden, she's like, I gotta pee. As you see Alice, like, slowly taking strands of, like, this ward off. And as soon as Phyllis leaves, Alice is like, bam, bam, bam. The spell is off. And she's like, what do I need? I need this book right here. Runs off, goes to the the shelf. And it's empty, but she does a spell. So it's like, okay, did she reverse time on that shelf? Or did she remove whatever made it look was like hiding. it was empty. Yeah, I think that she just removed the ward that was protecting that shelf. Oh. See, I wasn't sure which one she did. 
Right. But she grabs the book and stuffs it in her bag and then takes off. But Phyllis returns and Alice had the spell removed. So Alice is going to leave. Right? Easy peasy. But I feel like Phyllis is going to come back a lot. I think we'll see her multiple times, I'm sure. I hope so. (laughs) Yes. It's always nice to have Jewel State on our TV screen. Yes. When Alice does get home, her mom and her have a discussion about grief and basically what her mom did to get over her losing her husband. And I'm kind of surprised that Alice didn't know some of it because, I mean, Alice lost her dad and she was going through some stuff too. Of course, it was like end of the world. So, right. Yeah. Just a little busy. So, yeah. Just a little. Yeah. But her mom actually saying, if you need to do something crazy, do something crazy. And, I don't know if that's something that kind of like lit the fire because I think it did though. Of course she, I mean, something about the book that she stole was driving her in a certain direction to do something. I don't know why, but then having her mom tell her to do something crazy probably was the thing that actually said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. Ah. Because then later we see Alice leaving her room with Quentin's book and the one from the library and heading down to, I'm assuming, her basement. Right. She lights a candle and we see her putting a mark on a ball of clay. And this is what I missed. I must have had the dog jump on me at this moment (laughs) because the camera pans up and it's not just a ball. It's a whole body, which I didn't notice. And then that would make more sense now that you said what Fog says in passing. Right, about somebody stealing the living clay. (gasps) Full circle. (laughs) So is Alice trying to bring Q back? Or is she just trying to make a Quentin golem? I was trying to think of like the Mar golem, but I'm like, uh, I don't think there's a good one. Q Q golem. It's like, hmm, what's going to happen here? Right. Well, I guess we have to wait and see because... We don't have a crystal ball. You can't fast forward no. time. We're not fast forwarding through the magicians. We want to savor everything. Yes. It's the delightful dessert on our tongue because we had to wait so long for this to come back. Yes. Well, what do you guys think about this show? Shoot us an email, sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know or check out www.fangirlzone.com. And all the ways you can contact us are on our contacts page. And we love to find out what you guys think because it's so exciting. Now, I am on one of the Magicians fan pages on Facebook and people are just like constantly before the show came back. Like, oh, what if this? What if this? And I love all these theories and I really hope some of them come come true. So let us know what you think. And while you're at it, rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show because it is so good. And of course, we hope you're enjoying our podcast. As always, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. Oh, grow a clip. And until next time.